0: Bienvenidos amigos Orlando Sánchez con ustedes aquí eh, por Facebook Live eh, hacemos este programa todas las semanas eh, y aquí estamos sumamente orgullosos de estar con un gran amigo de nosotros uh, Juan Martínez de Aldecoa él y su familia tienen la destilería más grande en el estado de Texas pero eso no es lo impresionante lo impresionante es lo que ha hecho esta familia inmigrantes mexicanos para contribuir no solamente a la ciudad de Houston, al estado de Texas y a este gran país pero me imagino que también al mundo entero porque ellos han decidido en vez de... Eh, bueno voy a dejar que Juan Carlos nos explique lo que están haciendo primero que todo bienvenido Juan Carlos. Muchas gracias, eh, muchas gracias Orlando. De, eh, eh, primero que todo Antes de decir lo que está haciendo la diestelería, vamos a hablar un poquito de tu familia. Eh, okay. Tú eres nativo de Houston. And you're, you're a native Houstonian. Native Houstonian. and, born and I, I understand you went to a high school that I used to trounce around at once uh, called Straight Jesuit. That's right. I so did.
1: graduated from class of
0: 2018. And I'm, I was class of 76. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but you're a crusader. And um, we had a chance to talk about... Um, some of our former uh, teachers that were there when I was there and were there when you were there, but um, we have a lot in common. Uh, I'm an immigrant, and I'm the child of immigrants. You're not an immigrant, but you are. You're child like my daughter. Immigrants. My daughter's the child of an immigrant. Correct. And uh, you know, we, 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 before we went live, we've been talking about politics in Mexico, in the United States. We've been talking about political philosophy and ideology. We talked a little bit about capitalism, and and it seems to me, Juan Carlos, you guys are living the dream, right? You, you live in a capitalist society. Your parents have provided a great education for you guys. You guys are now entrepreneurs and contributors in this state and in this country. But tell us about your mom and dad. Where are they from? How did they get here? And tell us a little bit about the distillery and the history of it. In English or in Spanish? Lo que tú quieras porque nosotros hacemos el programa bilingüe. Hay muchas personas que hablan español y muchos que hablan inglés. La mayoría lo hacemos en inglés, pero lo nosotros que tú Lo hacemos en inglés, ¿no? ok,
1: perfecto. Uh, so, my mom, she is Carla de Aldecoa, which is the family who owns the distillery and who owns the coffee factory, which used to be Uncle Ben's uh, rice factory here on the east side of Houston on 5610 Clinton Drive. Okay. They are a third-generation family. My great-grandfather started the business in Mexico, then my grandfather brought it from uh, Veracruz, Mexico, to here, to, um, to Houston, to the east side of Houston. And um, now it's run by my uncle, who's the president and CEO, and then his four sisters are all involved in the business. So my mom and all her sisters are involved as well, each in a different sector and each in a different part of the industry. Um, and then now it's uh, we're the fourth generation, the grandchildren are. Who are starting to get involved in the business? Some of us, to a certain extent, in whatever we're interested in, which is um, how we came across this C4E project, where we went from uh, being a distilled the largest distillery in Texas, distilling whiskey, uh, distilling whiskey bourbon. Um, gin vodka to now making hand sanitizer dedicating some of our lines to make hand sanitizer to be able to service our community our state
0: and our country so um you would consider yourself because there's several uh uh, enterprises going on here on off of clinton drive in the east end of houston we're along buffalo bio here in houston Um, uh, brown and root is just down the street uh, from us just east of us This is a historic part of Houston because um, this was essentially uh, Allen's Landing was where Houston was founded back in the uh, middle 1800s. And this was the center of commerce along the Bayou. This bio allowed you access down to the uh, to the, the port. to the Galveston, right to the big port. That was before Houston had a port. port the port of Galveston was uh, the main was, was the main uh, source of uh, importation of uh, of goods and exportation of goods. Um, but uh, so you would consider yourself a distiller, a uh, because you also have coffee roasting and you have sugar manufacturing here. Correct. So how do you?
1: So we, here, here we consider ourselves coffee roasters and then a distillery as well. The uh, sugar operation is done somewhere at another location that we have I got you. in Pasadena. I got you. But um, yes, that is what we consider ourselves. So kind of like a multi, uh, a multi, uh, a, 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 an enterprise of a multifaceted enterprise per se. And then um, you, to answer your first question, then my father is from Querétaro, Mexico, which is north of about an hour and a half to two hours north of Mexico City. And then he emigrated here uh, when he was around 23 years old, and he started his own business as well. And he's uh, an entrepreneur and uh, f- president and CEO of a company called Rhino Pro, which is in the automotive uh, sector.
0: Now, Rhino Pro is the one that does coating for the back of Correct, trucks and for the and back whatnot. of trucks. I have a Rhino coating yes, on uh, my that, truck.
1: Yes, that exact same Rhino. <laughs> and we do lift kits, wow. and accessories, and we do, uh, we upfit fleets as well. For example, EVTs, which are police, yeah. uh, police outfits for Local municipalities, for uh, city waterworks, for the plumbers, just from flatbeds to utility bodies to lift kits for people who are interested in lifting their truck and putting nice wheels and tires on it. So we're kind of a multifaceted one-stop shop for
0: for everything you can put on a truck. We do amazing. Um, So quite an entrepreneurial family, immigrants from Mexico, uh, making huge contributions here in the United States, and uh, I think that's. and, and you're perfectly bilingual. I mean, even though you're speaking in English now, uh, tu español posiblemente es mejor que el mío. <laughs> sí, muchas gracias. Pues crecimos en casa hablando nada más español. Así no, fuimos nosotros. No nos
1: dejaron hablar inglés nada en casa porque el inglés iba a aprender en la escuela. Claro. Y entonces teníamos prohibido hablar inglés en la casa y pues empezando en pre-kinder, que es aquí pre-k-3, ah. uh, a primero, segundo, a pre-k-4, kindergarten, primero, segundo, tercero, cuarto, quinto, empezamos a aprender inglés en la escuela y aprendemos, así aprendimos inglés, yo soy uno de seis hermanos, todos mis hermanos aprendieron aprendieron inglés igual en la escuela y pues to, en la casa sólo hablamos entre nosotros, sólo hablamos español, lo que es algo que se pierde mucho en las culturas, hoy en día que ya los que son la segunda generación, ya nacidos aquí en Estados Unidos, pierden el inglés y se hablan, eh, digo, pierden el español claro. y se hablan en inglés entre ellos, claro. nosotros todavía nos hablamos en, en, en español con mis papás y con mis hermanos, con mis abuelos, con mis tíos, con mis tías, que es algo, pues, una manera de preservar tu cultura tus tu raíces
0: claro y tu cultura no claro no mija mi también eh, estudió en uh, la escuela Ari International uh-huh. y like in aquí en Houston y esto hizo el programa bilingüe así que con, eh, se graduó con el lo que le dicen el international baccalaureate y los exámenes fueron en español así que escribe habla y lee español perfectamente bien, Qué bien. Eh, bueno vamos a hablar un poco de eh, las contribuciones que están haciendo ustedes ahora en esta época de crisis mundial porque si sí sabemos que es una crisis mundial yo personalmente Juan Carlos uh, he tenido dos personas que conozco que han fallecido wow. tengo varios yeah. amigos en, 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 en el intensive care ICU de los hospitales eh, así que es, es de verdad es una crisis y Ustedes, han, me imagino, han suspendido la fabricación de vodka y los bourbons y todo lo que hacen para hacer qué.
1: Pues no suspend, seguimos así teniendo la producción okay. de los licores. Eso sigue. Lo que paro aquí es donde estamos: es el Tasting Room, Ajá. que ya no está abierto al público, obviamente, por las claro. eh, razones que dio la ciudad y que no podemos estar abiertos. Por eso continuará. Se llama Ben's Den, llamado después pues, de Uncle Ben's Rice Factory, okay. por hicimos Ben's Den que va a abrir otra vez, eh, acabando toda esta pues, pues, esta crisis, ¿no? Que siento que según dicen que el 30 de abril veremos qué pasa. Eh, pero sí, pa- muchas de nuestras líneas de producción las cambiamos, o sea, dijo mi tío, él fue el de Leida, dijo, o sea, somos una distillería, tenemos el alcohol, tenemos muchas de las materias primas, nos faltan obviamente muchas cosas, pero tenemos lo básico para hacer esto de aquí, ¿no? que es el hand sanitizer, que tanto que no que hay una escasez mundial, y una escasez en la comunidad y una escasez en todo el país. Igual con las máscaras médicas, hay una escasez de esto impresionante. El, fuimos, por lo que tengo entendido, fuimos de las primeras destilerías, si no la primera en hacer, empezar a hacer el hand sanitizer y al día de hoy ya hemos hecho, eh, ya hemos donado un cuarto de millón de dólares de producto a hospitales, a policías, bomberos,
0: etcétera. Localizan first, first responders y hospitales, y hospitales ¿no? Y hospitales uh-huh. y healthcare workers, Ahora esto es, eh, vamos a explicar un poco. Esto es, no es como la el vodka o, o, o los productos que hacen ustedes. Esto no se puede tomar. No, no
1: se puede tomar. Es denatured alcohol. Denatured que, alcohol. No, denatured alcohol. No se, denatured alcohol no se puede consumir porque uh-huh. te, te mueres. Okay. Sí, entonces es denatured alcohol, pero seguimos todas las fórmulas y re, de las regulaciones del FDA para poder hacer el producto y es eh um, 80% ABV que aquí lo puedes leer aquí en no nuestra Cuando dices ABV, ¿qué es ABV? Eh el porcentaje de alcohol que tiene eh okay. um, el sanitizante.
0: Entonces, ABV in English is alcohol by volume, mm-hmm. correct? So, it's 80% alcohol by, by volume. volume. Correct. And rather than so so you have you're still distilling spirits, right? And tell us what kind of spirits you distill here. Vodka, vodka,
1: gin and then whiskey. Bourbon.
0: Vodka, gin, whiskey, bourbon. Uh, do you have your own label, we or do. do you? Okay, One of this, so tell us is, about it. This is our
1: own uh, line of bourbon, which is giant whiskey, and uh, we have several different lines, several different uh, years of maturity for our whiskey. And then we have our own line of vodkas, well, which is known as B J H or B J Hookers. And then we um, we also package for several different um, for several different other brands. And we also um, sell our some of our raw material, or what they call GNS, to several different other distilleries, which is, also leads me to point out that we have um, facilitated many other distilleries here in Houston. We'll be releasing something about it pretty soon in Houston and in the Texas area. Over twenty distilleries, we've given them the material to be able to make um, to package their own hand sanitizer.
0: Excellent. With respect to your spirits, let's say the bourbon, uh, when you have uh, third-party clients that have their own label, do you distill according to their recipes, or you have your own? Uh, I mean, I don't know how that so works. Have, I know so that in so the we coffee, have, so we have
1: yeah. In the, in the in the coffee, it will be according to what they specify. event. Right. here, we just source them the the liquid itself, and then they package it however they. Um, I got you. See fit. I got you. And then each of them, they might have their different touch to what they do to the actual spirit after that.
0: So you talked about the aging process, um, tell me a little bit about, uh, so bourbon, bourbon um, correct. is uh, aged for a period of time, correct. is it, I mean I see that we're in a room full of oak barrels, Correct. Uh, so that gives it the flavor kind of like a wine uh, process, Correct. but um, how long can, do you age that typically, are there different levels there's of aging? D- there's
1: different levels, I okay. mean, uh, um, as I'm sure you know, the, for example, Macallan or Glenlivet or all these Scotch, um, they're aged from anywhere from 2 to 5 to 18 to 25 years. The, the more you age it, the less liquid you end up getting out of the barrel, uh. because the barrel will absorb it, you know? So it really just depends on how, uh, how long you want to age it for.
0: And the longer it's aged, obviously the richer the taste. The rich the,
1: correct. the richer the woodier the taste, the richer the taste. and the more, I mean, well it, if you think about it, it's more expensive. obviously right. since there's less liquid in the
0: barrel, right So it's priced more expensive. Right. Um, so, how many bottles of hand sanitizer have you distributed? We've hit, we hit 100,000 gallons yesterday. 100,000 gallons. gallons? Yes. Holy Toledo. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> a lot. Uh, well, I know this is uh, very effective. I had an opportunity last night to invite some of the staff from Texas Latino Conservatives, which is our political action committee, uh, over to my house, and I grilled some burgers and had some wine. and. Um, one of my friends who works for US Senator John Cornyn brought a bottle of uh, C4U and I sprayed it on. And of course, you can tell having worked down in South Texas, <laughs> I have a little cut uh, on my hand and it really stung. Yeah. So I said, wow, this is like actually pouring alcohol on my hands. So yeah,
1: so um, it's more of a li- as you know, it's more of a liquidy, not gel based. Right. So um, we have a lot of clients putting it in spray bottles yes. or spray dispensers, kind of the dispensers that are now touchless, so you don't even have to touch anything that spritz your hand or them putting it in spray bottles, which they can also use to disinfect surfaces.
0: Right, so I was thinking about that. You can take this to uh, HEB or Kroger and spray the handle on the carts, right? Exactly. And And this is known to kill the virus and bacteria on contact. Correct. Uh Excellent. So um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, first of all, you're 20 years old. I mean, I you, 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 you just graduated high school a few months, you know, 24 months ago. Um, but now you're helping lead one of the largest distilleries in the state of Texas. The largest, correct. The largest. Uh, absolutely amazing to me. You and I uh, talked before the program <clears throat> about our respective countries. I talked about the lack of capitalism, free enterprise, free markets in Cuba, and communism, and how oppressive it is, and its inability. I tell people all the time, you know, because I get a lot of people, and a lot of Mexicans that travel to Cuba. You know, they say, oh, Cuba's such a great country and so beautiful, and I say, let me ask you a question. What's the greatest contribution Cuba has made to the world in the last 50 years? No one can name one. There's no no advancement, not in technology, not in medicine. Not in the culture. I mean, um, and 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 we talked about our neighbor to the south, Mexico, which I think we're fortunate to have a neighbor like I Mexico. I we are. Uh, it's a great country. We talked about its beauty, its topography, its natural resources, the work ethic of the people, um, the culture, the indigenous people, and the mix of the European. I mean, it's just it's a great mix, you know, and. Unfortunately, uh, we talked about that no government is perfect. Our government isn't perfect. It's probably, in my opinion, about as as good as you can get because it's a constitutional representative government. But we talked a little bit about the corruption in in Mexico, and and I was telling you um, that Mexico would be a fierce competitor of ours economically if they could eliminate the corruption. Um, But you get the perspective. Of having, you know, I would say half of you is Mexican, half of you, even though you're a native Houstonian and Texan, the other, you know, vamos a decir, corazón mexicano, alma americana. You know, you can split it that way if you want to say that. Um, but tell us the, a little bit about the difference you see in the economic system of the United States and the economic system in Mexico, if you want to talk a little, a little bit about that.
1: So I mean, the U.S. has always been known as the land of opportunity. It's always been for many people. Like I said, my dad left uh, Mexico when he was about twenty-three years old, twenty-four years old, and came here to the U.S. and started his own business. And we're very thankful to the U.S. for everything that they ha- that the country has given us and all the opportunities it has given us. And uh, so
0: let me let me pause you. Your your parents, your family as immigrants, are very grateful for the opportunities America has afforded them. Correct. So are we. I, I want to emphasize that because so much of the media nowadays is about how poorly America treats its immigrants. Yeah. You know, I think we bend over backwards to help immigrants. I agree. Uh, even even the immigrants that cross illegally, and, and, and as you know, I told you a moment ago I have property near the state of Coahuila down in Acuna. Uh, and I see firsthand the border patrol and how hard they work to help and assist even the immigrants that are interdicted crossing the border illegally. I mean, you know, so I wanna emphasize that families like yours and mine, we are appreciative of the opportunities that have been afforded to us.
1: Correct, very uh, very appreciative. There's been a lot of opportunities, like I said, that have been afforded here. It's a country where if you want to come and be successful and work, and work hard, and put long hours and long days into it, Whoever perseveres here and like glori en español que persevera alcanza claro. whoever perseveres here will be successful And then um, last year, my father uh, had the opportunity to go back and invest back in Mexico, and we bought uh, a baseball team in Mexico, Generales de Durango, in the state of Durango, Mexico. So we're very appreciative as well, obviously, to be able to go back into his home country and be able to invest and then give back as well, you know. So, But uh, we are very thankful for the opportunities that were given to us here in the U.S. to be able to grow uh, our businesses and be successful. And we're also thankful, and don't forget where we come from, correct, because I still have a lot of family that lives in Querétaro, that lives in Mexico City. Right. And then we, um, as M- Juan Carlos Martinez de Aldecoa, the son of Juan Carlos Martinez, we, um, he is going back to now invest back in his country, apostar a su país, because he feels there uh, because he feels there's a lot of potential in Mexico and a lot of no untapped question. potential to, uh, to make it a very successful, a more successful country than it already
0: is. No question. I didn't know the uh, baseball uh, investment, and uh, I don't know if you know this, you probably don't. My father was one of the early major league Spanish broadcasters in the United States. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. When in 1962, uh, Houston did not have a professional baseball team. In 1962, former county judge and former mayor, Roy Hofheinz solicited Major League Baseball and they awarded us a professional baseball team. They were known as the Colt 45s. Okay. My father began broadcasting in Spanish for the Colt 45s and he stayed on with the Astros for nearly 30 years. Wow! My father was inducted into the Mexican Baseball Hall of Fame in La Cerveceria Guatemoc in the state of Nuevo León, in Monterrey, Mexico. Asi que, para que sepas que hay un poco de historia. Tu no conoces y no, no sabes quien era mi padre, pero no. posiblemente si tu papa es fanático del béisbol, sí, entonces él, él sabrá. sabrá quién es Orlando Sánchez Diago. Inclusivemente en esa época te voy a decir que eh, la, eh, la cervecería, la cerveza Carta Blanca, Carta Blanca eran patrocinadores de los partidos de béisbol en Houston.
1: No sabía.
0: Así que esa era la conexión y tenemos muchos amigos a este día en Monterrey eh, y Quiero decir un cuento. Yo salí de Cuba en el año 1959 y llegué a Houston en el año 1962. Y en esa época ya no teníamos muchos recursos, así que no viajábamos, no teníamos vacaciones. La primera vez que yo pude viajar al extranjero fue ir a Monterrey, la gran ciudad, ¿no? Era tremenda ciudad. Me acuerdo la M, la M bonita en la Sierra de Monterrey. Bueno, eh, si quieren hacer preguntas, pueden hacer preguntas. Eh, eh, Andrea Gómez generalmente es mi gran asistente en estos programas, pero lamentablemente hoy está detrás de la cámara. Ella está aquí, ustedes no la pueden ver, pero pueden mandar preguntas, si quieren hacerle preguntas a Juan Carlos y si tenemos. Así que Andrea nos va a decir y voy a repetir las preguntas. If you have questions, Andrea Gomez, who's usually my sidekick, is here with us today. She's behind the camera, so she's doing the technical uh, portion of the program, but she does have your questions, so Andrea, go with the questions. Uh, what percentage
1: of uh, alcohol
0: is the sanitizer? 80 per- is the around,
1: okay, repeat the question. The question was what percentage of the sanitizer is alcohol? It's, a, it's around 80% alcohol. Okay, and, uh, it works for uh, everybody, or just for hospitals, or, and where they can find the, the sanitizer the No, sanit- the, the, the question was if the hand sanitizer works for everyone, or if it's only for hospitals. No, the hand sanitizer works for everyone. It is a finished product, and we have the directions on here. So, uh, it, it is not to be mixed with flavors, or smells, or anything. This is a finished product, which uh, the guidelines specify to be the finished product. And um, this can be used, uh, like a, the direction specified on your hands, or yeah. it can also I be saw used it. so I, I
0: I can actually just pour a couple of drops, drops and, then, and, then and then do this, correct. and every surface of my skin that is touched by this alcohol, the... Uh, is disinfected. Is disinfected. Correct. Both viruses and bacteria, right? Correct. Así que esto ataca virus y la bacteria... Yeah, the same and as
1: hand, normal hand sanitizer. Correct.
0: En la mano de uno o... Oh, Vamos a decir si uno va al, al súper a comprar eh, la carreta,
1: el carrito, limpiar
0: la, la limpia rana, limpiar todo. Así, Así que, que Okay, any it, any uh, easy to
1: get it because they it know that it's it is everywhere, it's everywhere like they, they cannot find
0: it. Okay, okay. So okay, the question the question is can, can, can they can, buy they, buy it it they, can, can they buy? Se, can buy comprar it. Donde se puede comprar y dónde se puede comprar? comprar it. It. Where can you buy it? Uh, so right now you can
1: purchase it at Village Liquor. They have five locations throughout Houston. And Give us a couple of locations. Um, that you know. I, the, there's one on Wurt and uh, Westview.
0: Okay, west side of Houston,
1: Wurt and Westview. Wirt and Westview. There's one in the Energy Corridor. There's one. Um, those are the two locations that I know. I'm okay. not familiar. They have. Three but repeat other the name of the liquor store. Village Liquor.
0: So if you want to buy uh, C4U, which is a great disinfectant made here in Houston by the largest distillery in Texas, uh, go to Village Liquor. Just look them up online. Si quieren comprar una botella, un pomo de ¿cómo se dice? sanitizante. Sanitizante o gel antimicrobial. desinfectante que trabaja bien. Eh, Pueden comprarlo en eh, unas tiendas de licor aquí que se llaman Village Liquor. Village Liquor, búsquenlo por el internet. ¿Y ustedes no lo venden por ustedes no, en internet? No, nosotros,
1: nosotros lo venden. Muy pronto, muy pronto para que sepan, lo vamos a vender en internet. Estamos desarrollando los últimos pasos que tenemos okay. que ver para poder venderlo nosotros de nuestra página de internet. Y si están interesados en comprar a granel, eh, entonces en cantidades grandes bulk orders,
0: nosotros sí estamos vendiendo en bulk. Pretty soon they're going to have on their website the ability for you to order this and then they'll have, I'm sure, ship it somehow, DHL, UPS, Amazon, I don't know. But, uh, um, you know, this is a great story, folks. I know I'm not the first one that's covered this story, but I wanted to share it with our Facebook fans and our Texas conservative Latinos need to know that um, there are great immigrants in this country that are participating and doing their part and making a tremendous contribution. Um, what's the name of the distillery, by the way? It's it Gulf John- Gulf Coast distillers. Gulf Coast Distillers. Yes, sir. Uh, and they're doing a tremendous job. Thank you. This is a, this this is just a great story. You know. Um, uh, I've seen it on television, but I hadn't had the opportunity to meet, meet you before. I have met your uncle 20 something years ago. We sure. were reminiscing because back about 25, 24 years ago, we were both bachelors and we did a uh, fundraiser for the American Cancer Society. And we were featured on a calendar. And uh, so he was one of the eligible bachelors and I was too. That was a long time ago. But um, great family, great story. Uh, Any other questions, Andrea?
1: So the question was, um, what has it been like transitioning from hand sanitizer to liquor and what we can tell people? So this is the same message that I've been repeating. Uh, It doesn't really matter how big or how small of an effort it is what you're doing. Everyone has a role to play, whether it be staying at home, whether it be, uh, you've seen a lot of companies, a lot of local sewing companies, a lot of local nail salons, just people donating medical masks or making masks for people to wear, as we know, it was recommended the other day by our president and by his um, coronavirus task force to wear a mask when you are outside or when you're going to the grocery store, and just to prevent the spread of this virus. And so everyone has a everyone has some sort of role to play. You know, I feel everyone can play a role of some sorts, whether it be big or small. And um, the trans, speaking about the transition, it's been it, it was. Like every transition, it was we had to nail down everything to be able to perfect our product, but it's been great. We've been able to hire a lot of laid-off or furloughed workers in the Houston area while doing this, so it's been a great experience, and we're uh, glad to keep to be able to keep it going. Excellent, and be handing it out to first responders and um, whoever they. So we don't
0: want to tie you up, but we want to thank you and your family. We want to appreciate everything you do, not only from the entrepreneurial level as a tax contributor uh, to the state of Texas and to our great city, but also uh, uh, for 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 really uh, demonstrating what we as immigrants can do here in this great country, given the opportunity and 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 letting our entrepreneurial spirit be unleashed in a free. Market society. So, uh, and we hope to have you back to talk more specifically about some politics. Uh, right now is probably not the best time to talk about politics when everybody's in crises, but as we always like to remind everybody, especially your age group, vote. Get registered, vote. Exactly. Have a voice. You know, our community, the Hispanic community, has virtually zero representation at the local city government. So, I know you've got to get out to Minute Maid Park. Thank you, thank Thank you you very much. God bless you guys, and we hope to see you soon. Guys, thank you, stay safe. Uh, Don't forget our Teletown Hall, we're gonna do it again. I believe next Tuesday evening. We want to thank the 15,000 Texans that participated in our teletown hall with the SBA, Allegiance Bank and several other experts last Monday evening at 6 o'clock. We're here to help you answer any of your questions and facilitate the application process. So we'll see you again soon. God bless you all. Stay in touch. Thank you.